TJBQ Welcome to episode number 10 hitting double digits of uh TJBQ Two Jews 3000 Sports Views. I, I haven't done the plug in a while. I had to do it. We have Noah yeah. today. Adam could not be in attendance. So, Noah, welcome hey, back. How you doing, man? Thank you. Always a pleasure to be on the pad, pod. <laughs> be on the pad. Be on the pad. <laughs> Let's just call it the pad from now on. It's no longer a pod. Just it's a pad. pad. Just a pad. It's a pad. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> we do things a little bit more unorthodox here. Why not? Well, differently. Why not? So it's been. If it a, works. It a, works. It's been a different kind of weekend sports. Things are things are starting to wind down a little bit. Well, let's let's talk. So the NBA Finals concluded in between the airing of episodes. Um, mm-hmm. Much to no one's surprise, the Heat lost. Yeah, they they did pull out two games, which was a little surprising, at least to me. But uh, I think everyone kind of expected the Lakers to pull it out. <laughs> Honestly, like you kind of felt like, bro, after Game Five, did you see how dead Jimmy looked? Yeah, Jimmy Jimmy was worn out by the end of that. Yeah, like, so they got, like, for those who don't know, they won game five barely in probably one of the better fourth quarters I've ever seen um, in which yeah. LeBron James and Jimmy Butler just bucket for bucket, man-to-man, down the stretch. Yeah, those it two was were going at it. Literally the two of them. And the, he only lost because Danny Green missed a wide-open three. The Lakers. <laughs> the Lakers, yeah. The, yeah. Sorry. I did you, did you see that him and, his, him and his wife actually got death threats because of that? Dude, what is wrong? Lakers fans, yeah. y'all suck. <laughs> y'all are the second yeah. worst fans in the league behind Celtics fans. I'm just – just because wow. of that, yeah. Wow, okay. Celtics, like, like, those two franchises have the worst fans. They're so spoiled. They act like they deserve to win. I mean, yeah, (laughs) they're not. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So Danny Green and his wife got death threats uh, because it was missed three. Um, I'm not sure why Uh, that's ridiculous. Um, But and then and then did you see uh, Snoop got a tattoo? No. Yeah. Snoop got a new tattoo on his uh, on his forearm. That's just it's huge. It covers his entire forearm. It's just Lakers 17th title or whatever. And then it has a KB at the bottom of it. For uh, for Kobe, yeah, you know they won all. I think did they win all of their series four to two? Um, who did they play in the first round? Blazers. Oh uh, no, I think they won that one four to one. Yeah, damn it. Oh well, <laughs> I mean, they won the final four to two. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, game six was kind of just a blowout. There's not too much yeah. to talk about there. I mean, like it wasn't an interesting game. LeBron and AD were just on a different level in that game. <laughs> so you, yeah. Oh my God, AD was ridiculous during the finals. But uh, to go back to your other point, the Lakers won each of their series four to one, ah. ex- except for the NBA Finals. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, they they pretty much dominated the playoffs. Which is, I mean, it's just, you wouldn't expect it because of their lack of depth. Like, they really were dependent on just LeBron and AD. And, yeah, like, there just wasn't another, like, most years there's a super team that dismantles the team of two stars. But this year there wasn't a super team. Yeah, which was really good for the NBA. I mean, the Warriors took over for the past, what was it, five to six seasons. Oh, yeah. uh, it, it, you know, we, knew, we knew after this offseason when Kawhi signed somewhere else, 
uh, Paul George was traded, you know, all these players moving around, KD, Kyrie, blah, blah, blah. We knew that the, the season would be a lot better. Um, but I think that, you know, with all these uh, two-star teams, I think AD and LeBron really seem to be the cream of the crop. Uh, and I think we all expected them to pull it out in the NBA Finals. So, with that being said, do you think next year they're the favorites? Or do you think there's a couple of other teams you'd look at and say? So, I'm not a big fan of picking favorites until after free agency and all the trades have happened during the offseason. Um, I know it's like, you know, a fun sports thing to go really early favorites or whatever. I'm not a fan of doing that. Uh, but if I were to pick favorites, I would probably go probably Lakers and Clippers again. Maybe the Warriors if Steph and Clay come back healthy. But I know. I just wanted to just throw it out there, you know? Yeah, I know. I know. And we don't even know where AD is going to play. I, I'm assuming the Lakers will resign him, but you never know. I thought this he oh he didn't sign to a long term deal yet. No, he was still on his one year contract, I believe. I might be wrong about that, but I'm pretty sure he was still on his one year deal. Huh. Okay, yeah, yeah. He had a player option. Um so now he's an unrestricted free agent. I I can't see him testing free agency. <laughs> I can't I, see the Lakers letting him test free agency. No, no. Um no. so let's move on. Um Make short and sweet work of the NBA Finals, just like the Lakers did. Move over, move over to the MLB, where we've got a couple of really interesting series. Um, the Rays in the ALCS are losing Game Six, but they're ahead in the series three games to two. And then over in the NLCS, the Braves are up three games to one on the Dodgers, and Clayton Kershaw once again was Clayton Kershaw in the playoffs. Yeah, so I have some thoughts about these playoffs. So let's see. So to start off, let's just say it off the bat, fuck the Astros. Nobody wants to see them win. Fuck the Astros. We were talking about Um, it last week. However, yeah. However, as much as I hate it, as much as I hate the Astros and don't want to say it, they do still have talent on the roster. um, And that's why they're coming back what seems like from a 3-0 deficit right now, they're at 4-1 to in the um, bottom of the fifth right now. Um, and I'm hoping the Rays can pull it off. Uh, if not, you know, we'll see what Charlie Morton can do in game seven. They'll have glass now out of the bullpen as well. But um, the Astros, I think, are are really banking on Zach Granke to go deep into the game, which he's done his whole career, but – you know, one start and it could be done because the Astros just don't have enough depth in their bullpen uh, to compete with the Rays in a bullpen game. Um, as for the NLCS, I'm I'm not as surprised as a lot of people. I think the Braves match up really well against the uh, the Dodgers. Um, their really? pitching has been playing out of their mind this postseason. I I don't know what is up with that starting rotation, but they are pitching well right now. Um. But, I mean, with Freddie Freeman and Marcelo Zuna in that lineup, both MVP contenders this year, um, I mean, they're just raking their way to the World Series right now. And they got – I'm not sure who – oh, they have A.J. Minter on the mound tomorrow night. Uh, so, hopefully they'll give him three or four good innings against Dustin May. The Dodgers are the Dodgers, you know. They're going to fight. They're, they'll probably push it to a game seven. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they did win two games in a row, but I don't know. We'll see. I mean, like, the thing is, is, like, you look down both lineups, and, like, the Braves lineup is not – the Braves lineup is not bad. Don't get me wrong. Like, they have talent. Remember, you mentioned Osuna and Freddie Freeman are both MVP candidates. Their leadoff hitter is still Ronald Acuna Jr. And <laughs> he's still a very, very talented young baseball player. But when you look at the Dodgers lineup – with with guys like Mookie Betts and 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 Corey Seager and Jock Peterson, and they're just and Cody Bellinger. You just look top to bottom. This team should be putting up ten runs a game. They should be, and yet they're not. And you got to give kudos to the Braves pitching staff. 
I mean, they are pitching really well right now. Uh, I don't know where it came from. They have one of the worst starting rotations in the MLB during the regular season, but it, they have found something during these playoffs. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 really crazy. I mean, the Braves, I think, definitely benefited from the fact that they got to play the Marlins last series. That helps. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they played the Reds and they played the Marlins. I I don't think who they played really matters, uh, considering they're playing the Dodgers and they have to <laughs> they have to beat the Dodgers. Sure, um, but. But I mean, I guess you're right. You, you know, it gave their pitching confidence. Uh, that's that's the only thing I can really think of against playing teams like that in the playoffs. But I mean, they're they limited the Dodgers to three hits in last night's game. Um, and I mean, you saw what the Dodgers lineup did in in Game Three. They yeah, were, they had they oh. had that fifteen to two outburst, and yeah, they they still have that in their back pocket. They can turn it on whenever they want. So be careful if I was Atlanta. Do you, what, are, what are the odds you think of seeing a rematch of last year's World Series? I meant two years ago. Two, the World Series two years ago, not last year's World Series. Um, I think that that would probably be the most interesting World Series matchup out of the, these championship series. Um, I think that the Astros and the Dodgers both have the talent and – uh, know how to come back in their respective series and win the series. I I still don't see the Astros pulling it out against the Rays, even if they do push it to a game seven. I just think the Rays are better. I just think they're going to win. Um, I don't know. I, the other series, it really depends on what the Braves pitching can do, if if they can keep it up or not. If they can, we'll see the Braves in the World Series. If not, easy. Dodgers are winning. Well, game game uh, five is tonight after the let uh, after the game in the ALCS. Um, so it'll be really interesting. I'm I just think it's so bad for the MLB if the Astros win that like I I don't See, even know what to say other than I it was it would just be a major major issue with the game. So. I don't know that it would be. I think that most people in the world are rooting against the Astros unless they were already an Astros fan. But in terms of the MLB, I don't think it really matters that much. Uh, I don't think anyone wants to see the Astros in the World Series again. But if they were, I think most of us would want to see Dodgers-Astros and Dodgers win in four. Um, But... If the Astros win the World Series, I think that would be a little bit more of a problem, but I don't see them winning against an NL team. I just don't. Do you think do you think the Rays stand a chance against either NL team? The Rays? Yes. Yeah. I th- I think the Rays I think the Rays if they make it to the World Series, I think they will put up a fight, uh like a a legitimate fight um against whoever they're playing. Um, and the Astros, by the way, just put up another run. They're up five to one now. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Well, that's fantastic. So on that <laughs> note, <laughs> let's move on yeah. to um, our weekly "What Happened in the NFL." So let's go with a game that surprised you, and why? So okay, let's see. A game that surprised me last week. Um, I don't know. I think Raiders-Chiefs was pretty surprising to me. I think that the Raiders going into Arrowhead um, and putting a 40 on the Chiefs' defense, not to say that the Chiefs' defense is the best in the league, but no. they, have been, they have been better than usual this year. Um, and then they give up 40 to the Raiders. Um, you know, the Chiefs weren't going to win every game this year, but, you know, Pat Mahomes didn't look great, even though they put up 32. And, I mean, that that Chiefs defense just looked lost against the Raiders offense. Um, so I think that that game surprised a lot of people this week. See, it didn't surprise me at all. And I, no? I, I know that I predicted it last week, but I genuinely just 
it's one of those games that you look at and you go, Andy Reid can't lose this game. And somehow, like, I think that the, the surprise for me of, of, of that game is the fact that the Chiefs gave up 40 points. Because <laughs> um, I thought that they were going to lose the game. But clearly, to beat them, you have to score a lot. Yeah. And I mean, the, fact the that- Raiders were. Oh, I'm sorry. I was just going to say the Raiders were do- dominating and the Chiefs still made it close. You know what I mean? Yeah. The fact that the Chiefs had a bad game where their defense gave up 40 points. And as you're saying, Pat Mahomes did not have his best game. And the outcome was the Raiders managed to barely win, t- to hang on to win by eight. They had to go for it on fourth and one because they didn't want to give Mahomes the ball back with a minute and change to go. Yeah. I, well, I would do the same thing. I, I'm with you. I, I would do the same thing. I thought it was crazy. I thought it was a risky decision, but I was then I was weighing it in the other hand, and I'm like, look, the other option is giving the ball back to Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. If I was a coach in the NFL, I would never in my life willingly give the ball to Patrick Mahomes with a minute left in the fourth quarter. I couldn't do it. Uh, yeah. Any, any, anything – if there's three digits on the clock – don't give Pat Mahomes the football. Just don't. Nope. Honestly, nope. honestly, if it's over 40 and, you seconds, know, it, I wouldn't give Pat Mahomes the football. Like, if he's maybe from his own, like, 10. But, like, if Pat – like there, if, if there are no timeouts, I would, but <laughs> – Yeah. So, I, I don't think this is I, – I just don't think this is really a setback for the Chiefs. Um, I think it's no, a I game they're going to look at. Because, like, with some teams, when they have their first loss like this, you go, oh, is this the start of, you know, the big collapse? Or, like, does have people start – are people going to start figuring out what they what they are bad at? I just don't think that's the case here. It's nothing like that. The Chiefs and Andy Reid are just – they're too good. I mean, they won the Super Bowl last year for a reason. You know, they're not a bad football team. No. Um, I think, you know, it's just one of those losses in the regular season that you're going to look back and say, oh, yeah, okay, you know, we made it close at least, you know, whatever. So for my surprising result of the week, I'm going to go with the pretty obvious one here, and that's Ryan Fitzpatrick and the Miami Dolphins 43-17 to over Jimmy Garoppolo and the uh, San Francisco 49ers. Now, Jimmy Garoppolo did play in this game. He, he did play. He put up negative five fantasy points. Yeah, I was going to say he was terrible. He threw two <laughs> picks. It, if, you, if you pull up the numbers on ESPN, it doesn't even show him as the leading passer. C.J. Bethard, yeah. um, who came in in the second half, partially because Jimmy G was playing poorly, partially because um, they were down so much and they didn't want to risk him getting hurt in a game that they weren't coming back in. I was just going to say, uh, I personally have always believed that Jimmy G is very overrated. I, I, you know, he's a serviceable quarterback, but he's definitely not worth the money that he, that the Niners gave him. I know when they gave him the money, he had lost like one game in his NFL career, but it, it wasn't him winning those games. It was the defense and the running game, <laughs> you know, like, I just, you know, he has a good game every once in a while, but I just, I think Jimmy G is a very overrated quarterback in the NFL. See, I'm not really in the same boat. I don't think he's that bad of a QB. I think he's a, like, I don't, I'm not saying he's like top 10 level, but like, mm-hmm. I think he's like a solid middle of the pack QB. Like, I think he's better than Kirk Cousins. Well, no, no, I'm not, like, like I said, I'm just saying he's overrated. Okay, I guess not overrated. I guess he's overpaid is what I was more getting at. He – and I think a lot of experts are really high on Jimmy G still, which I don't get. Um, I think that's where a lot of my mindset comes from too. Um, But, yeah, I just – he's not great. (laughs) So we were talking about the Chiefs' catastrophic loss being – not being an issue. Do you think that this 49ers loss – I mean – it I, they didn't it didn't derail an undefeated season. Um, they're two and three now. But do you think that this is? If you're a Niners fan, is it? Oh, it's just one week, or are you hitting the panic button? So, if I'm a Niners fan, I'm not hitting the panic panic button just yet 
but you have to know that you did just get blown out by the Dolphins. Um, see, the reason I'm not hitting the panic button yet is because they have so many injuries on that roster right now. That's true. Like, I mean, without Nick Bosa, their D-line is just that much worse. But, like, even so, I don't remember exactly who was injured. They got Jimmy G back last week. I think Mostert was injured for a week or two. Uh, they've had a, a bunch of injuries this year that just have piled up. Um, but let's see, who are they playing next week? The Niners. They have a game against the. Ooh, playing the Rams. the Rams. So yeah, if I'm the Niners, I'm not hitting the panic button just yet. Uh, if they win next week, you know I think they'll be fine even at three and three. Um, if not, it's time to time to get a little nervous, but. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that. I just I don't know. See, part of me is like, yeah, like if they win next week, they're kind of back in it. Mm. But I just think that their division is has just like I think I was I think I may have been wrong at the beginning of the season. They 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 do also have a little bit of that Super Bowl loss hangover type of deal going on. Yeah. And I think that they have stayed – they've remained at the level they were last year, and the rest of their division has elevated and taken a huge step forward. Like, yeah. I'm not too high on Kyler Murray just yet still. I mean, he's he looked great the first three games, and then he's been eh. – but even, even with that, I mean, the Cardinals have still looked a lot better than they did last year through the first five games of the season. The Rams have rejuvenated their run game again. And Russell Wilson is playing like an MVP. Yeah. <laughs> so let's uh, – with that Cardinals talk, and we did – we've kind of done a good job previewing it. Let's talk NFC West because uh-huh. I think – so. We're going to get into, our for our next segment, we're going to get into two more divisions. We did two divisions the last week. We did the NFC East, and we did the AFC South. Um, so this week we're going to go, so we did, well, we did, I was going to say we're doing North, South, East, West, but we're not really doing North, South, East, West. We're doing <laughs> East, East, South, West. But it's fine, it's go. fine. Yeah, it's well, fine. We're we're jumping all over the map. Just a TG, TJBQ classic. Um, yeah. So we're, let's start. Let's go west to east because okay. you know we're east coasters. So let's finish with the best of the best for last. Um, yeah. So NFC West. I know this this division has a little bit more importance to you being a Cardinals fan. Um, yes, sir. Do you think that? Any team in that division has a chance of beating the Seahawks? I think that every team in the division has a chance of being the Seahawks. I think that although the Seahawks are 5-0 and right now, their defense is still complete shit. Um, they're, I, I, a, Russell Wilson is single-handedly leading them to a 5-0 and record right now. I mean, he's the clear-cut MVP candidate. Um, I I actually think right now that the Rams – well, okay, me being a biased Cardinals fan, I just don't like the Rams, but I'm still not sold on the foreign-run Los Angeles Rams just yet simply because Jared Goff is still their quarterback. That's fair. Um, Jared Goff. Jared Goff is not a good quarterback. Um, he's also overpaid. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Go ahead. Way overpaid. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And the Niners, I mean, if they if they win next week and they get a bunch of, and they get their guys back, I know Bosa's out for the year, but uh, if they get some of their guys back, Debo Samuel get back to 100%, um, you know, Brandon Ayuk has been banged up a little bit, but if they get their guys back, they also can beat the Seahawks. I, I don't think, although they're 5-0, no, I don't think the Seahawks are, you know, that far above each of the other NFC West teams. I don't know, man. I want to say that you're right because I like a good 
interesting division race that's not just four garbage teams that don't know how to win outside of their division. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, like, I just – I know the Seahawks don't really play defense like that, Mm. but I just don't see – like, they seem to play enough defense throughout a game that – having Russell Wilson throw four touchdown passes or five or however many touchdown passes he feels like throwing that day um, is enough. And, like, I look at the other defenses around the NFC West and outside the Cardinals and outside the the 49ers defense, which isn't fully healthy right now, don't know if it'll be fully healthy by the time they play. I just really don't see – the Cardinals or the Rams slowing down Russell Wilson at all. And yeah, so I agree with that. I don't think the Cardinals will be able to slow down Russell Wilson. Uh, you know, as much as I love my team, the defense is still very iffy. I don't think they can slow down Russell Wilson. Um, the Rams defense, I actually think can. I think their defense is pretty underrated um, it, with Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey still there. Um, they do. You know, the rest of the defense is a little bit of patchwork, but they're playing well. Um, I think the Rams probably have the best defense in the division right now. Um, you know, if the Niners were fully healthy, they would, but they're not right now. That's not, you know, with both out for the year, they, they just, they can't be the best defense in that division. But I don't know, man, I'm, I'm looking forward to a tight division race. I'm hoping the cards can get back to, you know, beating good teams. And not just the Jets. <laughs> you guys are fifty percent against good teams. You did lose to the Lions. I mean, bad teams. Oh, we lost to the Lions. That was such a frustrating game. I mean, I gotta say, dude, Eagle Steelers are actually closer than I thought it would be this week. Eagle Steelers, yeah, that was a pretty good game. And uh, but, uh, Carson Wentz didn't play too bad for once. But the uh, the better team won. I will say that. Oh, I uh, yeah. And I I will also say that Carson Wentz is starting to really look like a really bad quarterback. I'm sorry. I I don't have any hatred towards the Eagles or any hatred towards Wentz, but he does not look like a quarterback in the NFL right now. Speaking of Wentz, that reminds me. I feel before we get into our next division. Since we're since we're in the East topic, kind of, we're talking. We're gonna talk AFC East. Um, but since we're in the East, dude, I feel so bad for Dak. I yeah. like. I am. I am a diehard Eagles fan, and I can't stand the Cowboys. But I was watching that Cowboys Giants game, and when Dak went down and his ankle went the wrong way, and it, dude, that was bad. I yeah, genuinely. All my all best wishes for him. I hope he gets better. I really, really, really hate seeing injuries in the NFL because no matter what it is, it's always going to be bad. Yeah. Um, you know, like Dak seems like such a genuine guy. I know you hate the Cowboys. I hate the Cowboys, but he seems like a very genuine and nice guy. And you know, he was in, he was sobbing um, on the cart going off the field. I mean, you, know, you, f- you got to feel for him, feel for his family, feel for the team. You know, like it's just sad to see a player of that caliber go down, um, with such a gruesome injury. Oh yeah. Yeah. It, and I mean, I, <laughs> we, we could do a whole another episode about the NFC East now. Yeah, we, we could. <laughs> Because now the division is even more of a mess. Oh, but, it's wide open. Yeah, well, we don't need to do any more. Let's talk about good football teams, kind of. Some good football. Okay. <laughs> AFC East. <laughs> I mean, obviously in that division, there's two games that we're genuinely looking forward to this year, and that's Patriots-Bills in New England and Patriots-Bills in Buffalo. Yeah. Um, but I, I really – the Bills were looking really, really strong last week. And then I, they played the COVID Titans, and and they weren't looking so strong. I, I, I'm not worried about the Bills. I'm, I'm still very, very high on that team. I know they played really, really terrible against, against a, a good Titans team. Let's be honest, Titans are a really good football team. Um, 
and they got they got blown out of the water. But I don't. I think I think Josh Allen, Sean McDermott, the entire Bills roster, defense, whatever it is, they'll they'll get their footing back next week. Um, they play. Let's see. Oh, they oh they actually play the Chiefs this week, so that oh, could be rough. Game. But um, I, I I think it would be it'll be a good game. Uh, I think the Bills' defense is good enough to somewhat stop Patrick Mahomes. I mean, we saw the Chargers' defense do it, so why can't the Bills? We'll get we'll um, get to that game too. Yeah, um, but I'm not worried about the Bills. Um, as for the Pats, they they've had a really weird season. They you know they started off strong. They lost to Cam Newton went down with an injury. They got COVID. They had to shut down. It's been a very roller coaster kind of season for the Patriots, but they still have Bill Belichick, and that's all you need. Yeah, it's really tough for me to pick against the Pats, but it's also tough because they've got this COVID issue. Have they haven't they haven't had any games affected yet though? Mm-mm. Which is no. very lucky. When it when it, Cam Cam comes back from COVID this week too. Yes. Um, which is a, which is big for them because they with uh who was it Jared Stidham at quarterback was just not doing it for him. No, I mean, I well, really they started. I, they started Brian Hoyer and he stank. So they yeah, Stidham. he's terrible. Um, but like I remember, like before they signed Cam Newton in New England, everyone was like, "Oh, Jared Stidham could be the starter. He's not bad." No, he's. There's a reason they signed Cam Newton's because Jared Stidham stinks. Um, so yeah, he's not. He's not good. No. So we'll see. I. You know what? I think the Bills are going to take the division. I think that the Pats' defense. We've talked about this before. It has been depleted because at the start of the year, a bunch of their starters opted out. And offensively, they still don't really have any weapons. Honestly, I don't know why they didn't sign Le'Veon Bell. (laughs) Yeah, I I don't know. I think signing Le'Veon Bell, even – I don't know. I don't know if Le'Veon Bell is ever going to get his footing back. I think Belichick is probably a little worried about that. But – I don't know. Bill Belichick has shown year after year that he just does not need weapons to win games. You know, he still he still has Julian Edelman, which is his number one guy, and a bunch of other guys who are okay, and that's all he needs. I don't know. I just it feels weird to say that they're not going to win the division because they win it every year. Mm-hmm. But like, just watch when the Bills watching the Bills play. When Josh Allen is on, it's just so hard not to pick the Bills. Yeah, I mean, I I do think the Bills will win the division. I think they're the better team. I'm just saying, don't count out the pat the Pats. <laughs> oh, oh, counting out the Pats is never an option. We can't do that. No, we can't. <laughs> nope. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we got through that pretty nicely. Let's move on. Let's get into our game predictions this week. This episode, this episode's been a little bit gone by a little bit quicker than uh, the yeah. other one was. You know what? It, it's like like two weeks ago we had four sports to talk about, and now we're down now to we basically don't. two. Yeah. Very soon we'll be down to just NFL, and we'll be yeah. talking about like other sports off seasons. Um, yeah, but predictions. So we got the NFL slate this week. Um. You know what? We can do I was I was debating we could we could have done either three games or four games, depending on how much time we had. I'm saying let's do four games. Okay. Um because why not? So the game that I wanted to start with is a division rivalry. We got the four and one Browns versus the four and O Steelers. Now the Browns are coming off of a win against the Colts, who Depending on who who you ask, Jerry's still out on whether or not they're a good football team. And Pittsburgh beat the Philadelphia Eagles practice squad plus Carson Wentz at home. <laughs> so like, yeah. and it actually, but the thing is, is they got torched by a no name wide receiver, and. Like the again, as as I reiterated, the Eagles practice squad, and 
Chase Claypool had four touchdowns against I don't even know. I mean, on the last touchdown, Darius Slay wasn't even in the game. He was injured. Yeah. So like not really too much to go off of for that win. Um and they were coming off of a bye. So like not to make every excuse in the book for my Eagles here, but like as far as the Steelers go, that's not really a challenging game. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, they, it's still a win in the National Football League. Oh, you know? for sure. Um, but uh, for, for Brown Steelers, uh, so I, got, I actually got the Browns winning this one this week. Uh, I think that they finally have a winning culture uh, in Cleveland for the first time in ever. <laughs> um, and Kevin Stefanski, honestly, I had no clue who he was when they hired him. But he's clearly pushing all the right buttons right now for Cleveland. And they, I mean, they're 4-1 and one and they're looking real good. They're looking like contenders. Um, Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb, Baker Mayfield, whoever it is on that offense, they are, they're doing it right right now. By the way, Baker Mayfield is injured. He's questionable for this game. Oh, okay. I didn't know that, actually. Okay. Um, but, like – I don't know what it is. I'm just not ready to call the Browns contenders or a deep run playoff team yet. I do think this is a big test for them. Um, Anytime you have, obviously any division game is big and they always struggle with Steelers. Um, Unless big, I mean, there's a, there's a stat right here that says Ben Roethlisberger is 22, two and one in his career against Cleveland. I mean, I mean, that's all you really need to know. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I just – I think that the Steelers' defense is going to be pissed about how they played yesterday, last week because they did not play well. And the offense really did. Um, and I think it's going to be interesting to see how much the Browns key in on Chase Claypool this week, especially when the Steelers also have Juju and – Deontay Johnson. So, like, because if if it turns out Claypool is for real and they don't pay him attention this week and he has another week where he puts up three touchdowns, they're going to look like morons. But if they double-team him and he puts up one yard and they get burned because they left Juju one-on-one with the backup to Greedy Williams. Well, they're – I mean, they're not going to leave Juju one-on-one. I mean, that's not – when you play the Steelers – the number one guy is Juju Smith-Schuster. It doesn't matter who had a good game last week. It's, it's going to be Juju. Um, Chase Claypool, I love, I love a nice performance. Love a four TD performance, but it's one game. You know, Holt, push the brakes a little bit. It's one game. You, you don't know what he's going to do. Um, yeah, so I, I get, you're right. I guess we'll see what the Browns do with Chase Claypool. Uh, I'm still not sold. I mean, it was one game, but I st- I still got the Browns for this week. Um, unless Baker Mayfield is out, if he if he's not playing, I got the Steelers. But uh, if he's playing, I got the Browns. I got the Steelers either way on this one. So moving on, next game on the docket. Record wise, not as good as it sounds. We got the four and Packers versus the three and two Bucks. Okay. I, I got Tampa. This really one. I got Brady beating Rogers. Uh, yeah. So Packers are have looked like the best team in the NFL this year. Um, but I think that you know the Chiefs lost one last week. You know you're not going to win every game. And I think Tom Brady and Bruce Arians are the right people to to beat this Packers team. Uh, you know, I, I'm not sure if Mike Evans is going to be playing or not. Um, he's been a little banged up the past few weeks. I think he missed a game or two. But Tom Brady and Bruce Arians are just so smart with the football. Matt Matt Lafleur is still a uh, a young coach, and I know Rodgers is experienced, but I think the Packers will just lose this week. I I have no real explanation why, but. I got the Bucks. <laughs> See, like I'm the opposite on this. I 
don't know what it is, but I think that the Packers' offense is just going to tear up the, the Bucks' defense. And I'm still That's not fully <laughs> sold on Tom Brady right now. He's had good games and he's had bad games. He's not really been too consistent yet. Keep mm-hmm. it like, obviously, he's in his 40s and he's with a completely new offense with no preseason, yeah. which doesn't help things. But Aaron Rodgers and Matt LaFleur have had a year-plus experience of working together, and Aaron Rodgers knows how to run this offense. It's true. He does. And I, I, I have no disagreements with you right there. <laughs> and while I did hate on their defense a couple weeks ago when they played the Saints – I mean, their defense isn't as good as the Saints' defense, but their defense isn't a bad defense. You know what no, I mean, I mean like, they got they still got, got a couple of Terry playmakers, Smith. and they can force a turnover too. And Tom Brady this year has not been shy about throwing the ball to the opposition. Um, well, I, I think I think that's a little overblown. He's only thrown four picks. Um, I think they're they're just a little more viewed upon because I think two or three of them have been pick sixes, which you know obviously isn't great. But his TD to interception ratio isn't that bad. I think it's like fourteen to four right now or something like that. Um, and I, that's why I'm still you know not high on Tom Brady, but still you know he's still Tom Brady. <laughs> All right, so we lean we're leading different ways so far. Next one. We have – so they've done it weirdly this week. Because the Bills played on Tuesday night last week, they put them on Monday night this week against the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. So the last two games we're going to do, we're going to do the two Monday night games. We have Chiefs-Bills and we have Cardinals-Cowboys. Okay. Um, so first up, we got Chiefs-Bills. Who you got? Chiefs-Bills. <laughs> um. Like I said before, I think it's going to be a really good game. I got the Chiefs, plain and simple. Uh, Pat Mahomes is not going to lose two weeks in a row. It's just not going to happen. It's, I, there's no no other explanation. The Chiefs are not going to lose two games in a row. <laughs> yeah, I think it's interesting. The Chiefs have had – if you look at their schedule, they have not had the world's easiest schedule to start the season. And, and they're forward one. Like, their first five games were Texans, Chargers, Ravens, Pats, and and Raiders. And all of, like, the Chargers aren't great, but the Chargers put up a fight against the Saints last week. Um, And obviously, Texans... You know, well enough to put up fights this year. And, like, they, they started the path to getting Bill O'Brien fired. And obviously, against the Chiefs, against the Pats, they didn't have Cam Newton, um, which, you know, didn't help. But they still dominated that game. Yeah. And they dominated Lamar. They held Lamar to under 100 yards passing. Yeah, that defensive um, defensive game against Lamar Jackson was impressive for the Chiefs. And that's why I was so surprised that the Raiders put up 40 against them, you know? Yeah. They stopped last year's MVP to hit probably the worst game of his career, and then they give up 40. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I, I don't really think Josh Allen is going to be able to pick apart their defense. And their defense is great, but Pat Mahomes does not care how good your defense is. I mean – I still think they're my Super Bowl favorites right now. I think they're everyone. They should be everyone's Super Bowl favorites right now. I I genuinely like I I just don't see a team that's going to beat them in a playoff game this year. And like you I, can say, I oh, it's so you. hard to go back to back, blah blah blah. But like this team is capable of going back to back. This offense is probably one of the best offenses that I've seen in my lifetime. It is. It's, yeah. Um, it'll be a good game. I hope the Bills win, but I, I, I don't see them winning. I hope it's close. I really don't want to see another 
big game where the Chiefs just go up 14 nothing in the first quarter and like, well, this is fun. That Mahomes yeah. has ruined the sport. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, let's see. For, uh, for Cardinals-Cowboys, you know, I – diehard Cardinals fan – I'm picking the Cardinals. I cannot not pick the Cardinals. Dak Prescott being out, the Cowboys defense. Yeah, I I just see too many problems for the Cowboys to win a game on Monday Night Football, um, even if it is in Dallas. I I got the cards. See, part of me thinks that somehow the Cowboys are going to win this game, but I just can't pick. I can't do it. Like. Mm-hmm. Andy Dalton is Mr. October. Like, True. He, he looks like a pumpkin, you know, yeah. with the little ginger thing going. Yeah. And uh, he hates playing in any sort of meaningful game. Um, but this game isn't a meaningful game. So for some reason, I just like... <sighs> but like, and then I look at the Cardinals and I'm like, they're just... I don't understand how the I don't see the Cowboys stopping Kyler Murray. The Cowboys can't stop yeah. anybody. So no, they can't. The, that defense is probably the worst in the league besides yeah, the Jets um, and the Giants. <laughs> so just based off the fact that the Cowboys couldn't stop a beach ball from floating into the ocean, that was a bad analogy. I I couldn't think of a great <laughs> analogy off the top of my head. You know what? Uh, the fine. Cowboys' defense is as bad as that analogy I just came up with. There you go. There's a good one. Go. <laughs> <laughs> um, so for that reason, I'm going to say it's going to be a shootout. It's going to be like one of your 42-35 kind of games where like whoever gets the ball towards the end of the game or whoever makes the first stop is going to win the game. Yeah. Cardinals, Cardinals are due for that kind of game. We haven't had one in a while. Um, Kyler Murray has not been a part of a shootout in his career, and I'm, I'm hoping that he gets the opportunity. I hope you're right. Um, um, there's, there's not a, there's not. If you think most teams have trouble guarding DeAndre Hopkins, bro, <laughs> <laughs> Cowboy, the Cowboys are not stopping D Hop. Oh if, my god! Like no. all Kyler Murray has to do is look downfield and throw the ball. Like if, if if DeAndre Hopkins is running an out route, if Kyler Murray just throws the ball to the sideline, DeAndre Hopkins is going to be open and make the catch. So, and if the Cowboys are smart, they'll double team him. But we still got Christian Kirk. We still got Larry Fitzgerald. Still got Andy Isabella. I mean, we still got pass catchers who can make plays happen. Yeah, uh, no, they, you know. they 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 should not double him. Oh my gosh! And then you guys. But the other thing is, is the Cowboys can't stop screens. No. So, like, if you – because Kenyon Drake is a good back out of the backfield, too. So, he isn't? No. I – that is – he is the one player on the Cardinals roster where people think that he's good. I'm very against Kenyon Drake being really? a good player. He had, he had one good, good game last year when we traded for him. It was a four-touchdown game against the Browns. Other than that, he's been complete shit with the Cardinals. I don't. Really? I genuinely don't know why people think he's a good player. He's not. Chase Edmonds is a better running back than him. I'll keep that in mind for fantasy. Kenyon Drake <laughs> is not good. <laughs> so I think it's that time of the week. Let's get to our uh, winners and losers. Winner of the week. Okay. Who you got? Winner of the week. Uh, I don't know. I, I think this actually happened about a week and a half or two weeks ago, but I just wanted to talk about it. Winner of the week, Houston Texans for Fire Brian. They finally did it. <laughs> we they we made we made them our we made Bill O'Brien our loser of the week last week, and I think I made Deshaun Watson my winner of the week. But uh, okay, well, I have the Houston Texans as the winner because they got rid of Bill O'Brien. <laughs> what do you, uh, that reminds me before we uh continue with this segment we've i forgot to get into this how do you feel about the falcons firing their coach and gm it was the smart move they they should have been fired a season and a half two seasons ago honestly i mean they kept him around because they had that one super bowl run but they didn't even win the super bowl first off they and 
And second of all, they, they haven't been good since the Super Bowl run. They have not been a good football team. So well, it's long overdue. Long overdue. Um, just, a, just a little update before we get back to the segment. Astros are up 7-1 to one now. Damn it, man. I really oh. – Looks like we're going to a game seven. Oh, boy. Hey, man, you never know. The Rays could put up like an eight-run ninth. <laughs> Come on. hope so. Come on, you Rays. I hope so. Um, oh, man. You know what? My, middle, my winner of the week is Nick Foles and the Chicago Bears because All right. they had a tough game against a Bucks team that everyone thought they were going to lose to because no one thinks Nick Foles ever stands a chance against Tom Brady. And Nick Foles got the ball last, and Nick Foles won the game. Actually, Nick Foles didn't get the ball last. He almost got – he got the ball second to last. Um, and then Tom Brady forgot what down it was. But still, yeah, I mean I – yeah, Kudos. Kudos to the Bears. <laughs> the Bears, that was a, this was a big win for them this week. And also, uh, the other important winner of the week that, you know, an ultimate winner of the week watch is uh, got to be the L.A. Lakers – won the championship this yeah. week. So obviously <laughs> LeBron has four rings now. He four. is he's he's getting into that, you know, he really could overtake MJ. I don't know. I think he you will. Know, I think that the GOAT debate is is a really difficult debate to have because it's just it's so picky as to what you look at and what you determine, but he he's getting closer and closer to that ultimate number one spot. Yeah, and I mean, he looks like he's still in his twenties right now. Yeah, he does. Shout out to the NBA, man. Was a they did we we talked we we Great talked job. about them last week. They did a really good job, and they have Great a job in the bubble. They've I we don't know I are they coming back in what February or March? I'm not sure, honestly. Um regardless. It's it's big. It's big that they got through their season. Yeah, it was a phenomenal job. So now on to our losers of the week. Who you got? My loser of the week. So my loser of the week this week is a loser of the week every single week. <laughs> and that is the New York Jets. Oh, no, not again. <laughs> so the reason I picked the Jets this week is because they haven't fired Adam Gase. Dan Quinn and Bill O'Brien were both fired last week, which were smart moves. I do not understand why Adam Gase has not been fired yet. I'd... He so so. Let's not actually. Let's not even start with Adam Gase. Let's start with the Le'Veon Bell saga. They signed Le'Veon to a four-year. I think it was almost seventy million dollars. I think it was sixty-four mil or something like that. He what a terrible, terrible contract. Oh my god! I mean, he didn't even last. He didn't even last two years there, nope. and you're still paying him sixty-four million dollars. It is. That franchise is so f- fucked. Like, I, 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 the Jets just, I, I could go on for hours about the Jets. I'm not oh, going I could, to. Well, see, here's the thing. Honestly, if you look, if you think about it, every week that they don't fire Adam Gase, you can make them the loser of the week. Because Adam Gase should not be an NFL head coach. The fact that yeah, after he what he did with the Miami Dolphins, they even looked at him and said, wow, this will be a great hire just proves how incompetent their front office is. And the fact that after it's unbelievable. after a year of nonsense, and then your best player wants to leave. By the way, his best players wanting to leave also happened when he was in Miami. Yeah, so it's true. How after Jamal Adams wants to leave, do you not fire the coach? How after in week two when the players are saying the practices are not intense enough, do you not fire the coach? How after your running back that you invested way too much money on and made the highest paid back in the league at the time. When he wants to leave, how does that not 
ring an alarm bell that you need to fire your head coach. Joe Douglas, loser of the week and, right now. Um, in yeah, part. And that, I, I mean, that's, that's why I put – that, that that's why I have the Jets as the loser of the week for this week. I mean, the Le'Veon Bell era came to an end, and I think that really just defines what the Jets franchise is right now. Um, yeah. And that is complete and utter shit. <laughs> yeah. I, I've got nothing more to add on that. My loser yeah. <laughs> of the week is a guy who, year after year, faces – the same issue, and year after goddamn year, he just can't seem to put it behind them. How many times in the two th- in this decade, in the in this decade and last decade, because it's twenty twenty new decade, have we gone into the playoffs and known that Clayton Kershaw was going to choke? And then you wow. get there, you get into a situation. Kershaw. And Clayton Kershaw gives up six runs in an inning. In an NLCS. I mean, is, is it just it's year after year after year after year this guy goes into the playoffs and makes an ass of himself. So, um, I will say he, he didn't give up the six runs. He actually only gave up four. Um, he gave up – it was three in that inning. Um, so, it wasn't six. But uh, – the, the Braves did put up six, but uh, a lot of those were to Bruce Dargatterall or Gratterall. Um, but I, I get it. Kershaw is not a clutch pitcher. He is not a playoff performer. Um, and I totally agree with you. He is a loser of the week. Um, he did have a really nice game, I believe, in the uh, NLDS, uh, where he had, I think, eight strikeouts and in seven innings or something, no walks one hit or something. He had a really good game, but when it, when it's, when it comes down to it, he, he has not been good. I mean, look at game five against the Nats last year in the NLDS. For some reason, Dave Roberts put him in, into the game uh, in the bot in the uh, top of the eighth. And he gives up back-to-back home runs to Anthony Rendon and, and Juan Soto yep. to tie the game. Yeah. Uh, you look at what you can look at any game. In the play, I mean, two years in ago, 20, in the, the twenty seventeen, yeah, in the twenty seventeen World Series against the Astros, you saw him give up two or three three run home runs to Altuve, Correa, and Springer, and I'm sure they were cheating on those pitches, but even so, I mean, you got to execute your pitches, and he hasn't been able to do that in the playoffs. And it's been, but like the thing that gets me is, it's every single year he has this tag of, oh, he's not a clutch playoff pitcher. And you'd think that a pitcher of his, a Cy Young winning pitcher, like every year when you, at the start of the year, when you put down your shortlist for Cy Young candidates, Clayton Kershaw is always at the top of that shortlist, year in and year out. And every single year when you get to the playoffs, he turns into like Brett Myers. And it's just like, what happened? Yeah. He is he is a really really good regular season pitcher. He's won three Cy Youngs and an MVP. But I I don't know exactly what his postseason stats are, but they are not good. They're they're really really bad. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's ridiculous. It's pretty constant. Also, to go off of that, Dave Roberts should be fired. He's not a good manager. Um, I don't know why the Dodgers have kept him for so long. He's an awful in game. And if there's an NLCS this year, I think he will be fired. He should be. I mean, yeah, with that team, you should be written in pen for the World Series. Like you sh- I, he he should have won at least two World Series by now. But he oh, hasn't. for sure. I mean, te- again, there's one that he technically did win, um, but was cheated of because the Astros yeah, cheated. I don't, but I don't like giving it to the Dodgers. But I get it. <laughs> but, I mean, all in all, turns out if you cheat, you can win. The, you know, remember the saying, cheaters never win, winners never cheat? Yeah. When, your mo- when your commissioner is Rob Manfred, you can win <laughs> if you cheat. Could you imagine guy. someone trying to cheat in the NFL? Oh. Oh, wait. I mean, that, I mean. I mean. The has done it too. I guess – I guess the uh, 
Yeah. <laughs> the, the NBA and the NHL are the only non-corrupt leagues in all of sports. Adam Silver should be the commissioner for every single league. I know you said that in the very first podcast. And hey, I man. 100% episode one, bring it back to episode 10. <laughs> he should. He should be. He's a great commissioner. Who's the <laughs> NHL commissioner? Gary Bettman. He's also not very good at his job. I see. Um, I've heard a lot of complaints about calls being made, refs not do, not taking accountability for their miserable calls during games. Adam Adam Silver is the only good commissioner in sports right now. I, I like I don't know soccer, tennis, whatever it is, but in terms of the major four sports in America, Adam Silver is the best commissioner. You know what? Here, here's an interesting question. We talked about would Rob Manfred get fired before Christmas? Do you think Goodell's getting? Do you think there's a chance Goodell gets fired anytime soon? I mean. I don't know. I can commissioners be fired? I actually don't know. I don't know how it works. But I'm assuming. I don't know because David Stern stepped down. Uh, I I don't know honestly who the recent other commissioners were. Um, I should know the MLB one. I don't. Yeah, Bud Selig. But MLB. Bud Selig. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I think they both set stepped down. I don't know if commissioners can be fired. I think. If they could have been, I think Goodell probably would have been fired oh, yeah, already. Terrible. So you know, it's we'll see, <laughs> dude. We could still even have another Corona discussion because there's more games getting sh- like sh- shuffled around, and like the Falcons had yeah. a bunch of positives and got closed down, and the Colts had positives and got closed down, and the Patriots still have positives. Dude, I was t- like, I was talking. We were talking when the MLB yeah. had it's a, two it's teams a- with this issue. Like, we we're talking about them shutting down. Like half the league in the NFL has had this issue, and they don't have extra time built in. Like, they're already shuffling yeah. around games, dude. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a weird season, and I hope that they can get through it. Um, but you never, you, you, we just don't know what's gonna happen. Fans are going in everywhere. PA's finally got fans. Did you see the amount of fans that were in the Cowboy Stadium? Dude, they weren't wearing masks. Oh, my God. It's unbelievable. There's, like, when I was watching, because we me and my dad were watching, and my dad commented on the fact that there wasn't a, like, they kept showing the stands, and every time they showed the stands, it would be a bunch of people in clumps not wearing masks. Yeah. It's, they are not... Bearing down on fans for not wearing masks. No. They're not like uh yeah. So um on that sick note, let's let's end the episode. We've gone for a good hour or so. Keep this one low. We still nice got predictions. And, nice and tight. Do, are are we still doing a, our our one prediction for the week? Oh big you wanted you want, you know what? We 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 did we stopped doing that, but we can bring it back for this for when you're on, man. Why not? Okay. A big prediction right. for this upcoming week. Give me one. Throw, so, throw one out there. Okay. So this prediction actually kind of goes off of our NFL predictions. Um, my, my big prediction is that the Seahawks will be the only undefeated team at the end of this week. That's because Ooh. they're on a bye. Um, so that's why I predicted the, the Steelers and the Packers to lose. Ooh. Um, I think, yeah. I think That's every it. team who's uh, undefeated and playing this week is uh, is going to lose. Are the Titans playing this week? They're still undefeated. Yeah, so you playing. think the Titans are going to lose too? Wow. I think yeah, they're playing the Texans this week, and I think Romeo Cornell, who is the interim head coach of the Texans now, uh, I think that I think the franchise is just going to mesh together a little better. Um, and you know, the, tit- the Titans had a weird week last week. I know they won, but they had the COVID shit. They had to play on Tuesday. It's it's just weird. Uh, so I got the Texans. Yeah. You know what? I'm gonna go to. Uh, you know what? I'm I'm predicting that the uh, NL champion, the NL pennant winner, is gonna win the World Series this year. Okay. Just got a feeling. Braves, right. and Braves or Dodgers are going to be your Braves World Series Dodgers. champions right. in 2020. That's a good prediction. <laughs> that, may be, that may be a little bit longer than a week. Um, but by the time you're on here, we'll be able to come back to that, you know? 
Probably, yeah. <laughs> in uh, in two yeah. weeks. So for those who don't know, um, Adam is getting quite busy, or Turk is getting quite busy. So we're doing a little swap every week. Noah's going to be in one week. Turk's going to be in the next. It's going to be fun. Yeah. You'll get some... I'd love to do another pod with Ad, too. That was fun. Oh, yeah. I feel like uh, uh, we can do a little Thanksgiving special. Turkey Day special. Ooh. Don't be fun. What if we did, like, a live pod of the Thanksgiving NFL games? Ooh, that would be fun. Yeah. That would be fun. We could do a little little record. Oh, I was going to say, I don't know how logistically that would work but yeah i think it, it could be really fun <laughs> we, could, we could do a little julian's basement special got, i've go. got the tv down there man <laughs> maybe i'll drive up uh, actually i'll probably be with my family on thanksgiving <laughs> oh my god family man forgot about that <laughs> forgot about the family i mean i'll yeah, be I've, watching I've been... football but <laughs> true it's a Thanksgiving Day special. The Cowboys watching the Lions lose on Thanksgiving, watching the Cowboys yeah, beat up on some mediocre team on Thanksgiving, and then watching another game that no one really cares about that much. Yeah, the Cardinals. <laughs> Car- I don't. Cardinals haven't played on Thanksgiving in years. Really, I, I thought you guys on, always I, used to play on Thanksgiving. I don't think Cardinals have ever played on Thanksgiving. Actually. I'm excited for the Thanksgiving Day games. Those are always like my favorite because you got like the one the four and the seven and everyone's watching that game yeah thanksgiving is always fun thanksgiving is always fun so so the cardinals they used to play on thanksgiving when they were the uh, chicago cardinals um uh, and then the the bears took over and then the uh, cardinals switched they also switched to the packers um so that yeah the cardinals don't play on thanksgiving anymore <laughs> all right well yeah. on that note i think we've stuffed an episode full of content, huh? How about that? <laughs> if you like wow, that one, reply, snap, and um, we'll let the beat take you out. And see you next time. Good night.